It's Monday, the 11th of January. You're listening to the BBL Nation podcast. We're back after Christmas and New Year. Did you guys have a good Christmas and New Year? Very good. Lots of BBL to enjoy. Yeah, you know, I um, I enjoyed my mints and my pie. <laughs> what? <laughs> my mints. I like, I like this part of the podcast because you never know what Dan's going to say. <laughs> I think it's like a random word generator that just is in my it head. Is. It is. Right, I, I think you're right in that one. I just had a Anyway, welcome pie. to the BBL Nation podcast. That's up, Dan. Welcome to the podcast. I am joined, of course, you may have heard them already, my co-hosts, James. Yep, that's me. And the random word generator, Dan. <laughs> Good evening. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, of course, your host, Benji. And we've got, well, we're going to start, we're going to get straight into some a newsflash. Newsflash. Last night, it was announced that the Lions are through to the cup final. They didn't even have to play against Manchester. This is apparently due to um, there being some sort of outbreak of COVID within the Giants organisation. And um, because the final is scheduled for the 19th, and I think they have a deal with Sky Sports on that, so probably pretty non-negotiable. They couldn't find a way to sort of make the timings work. And uh, really unfortunate, I think, that for the Giants. Um, Obviously, they were going to be the underdogs in that series, whatever, but... I think it would have been a really good opportunity for them to try and sort of, you know, a young team try and show us what they're made of by knocking off one of the uh, the big boys in the league. Um, can I get you, your guys' thoughts on this situation? I was just going to say it ruined my day. I was looking forward to watching the Giants wipe the uh, smirk, the metaphorical smirk of the Lions' face, but alas, they've got away with one here, Lions. Yeah, well, I don't think the same, but uh, I think it still would have been a good game. I was excited to see that kind of game with something on the line. This new, new look Giants team, see what they could have done. But uh, not to be, I'm sure they'll be pretty upset with that because you know there's absolutely completely out of their control. What do you do? Yeah, uh, it's definitely an unfortunate situation. I did see some people on Twitter saying, uh, if it was the other way round. They would have postponed the final, uh, you know, insinuations at the BBL. All they care about is the uh, that London money. I don't think that's the case here. I think people are just a bit, just a bit salty, really. Uh, but obviously, very sad. Uh, great for the Lions. You know, you get through to the cup final, didn't even have to play. Um, what I think would have been a tough semi-final against a, a hungry Giants team. Um, but. <laughs> There's no joke there, Dan. There's no joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's the wrong button on the that? random generator. <laughs> the, hungry, the hungry giant. Yeah, gi- giants eat people. Is it, is it... What about, what about the, the big friendly giant, Dan? Yeah. Or the green giant. <laughs> green giant. I love I like giant. Just a giant discourse we've got going on here. Well, yeah. Anyway. Um, that's the news. That's the, the big news from yesterday. Uh, we've also got, however, there was BBL action over the weekend. Um, and we That's watched some of it. That's why we're here. <laughs> James, you want to kick us off? What game did yeah. you watch? Introduce uh, I, I, I particularly want to kick Dan off the podcast. But, uh... <laughs> so do I. <laughs> game, game I watched was... Uh... 
probably one most people are excited about, Lions v Eagles. I mean, I believe this was a game people were calling out for Sky Sports to uh, broadcast last minute, but uh, not to be. <laughs> yeah, that was particularly uh, Joe. Uh, I think it's right. It's it, it's it can win, right? Every oh, time yeah, I yeah. hear it, I think every time I see it, I think I can win because that's like his interest. Yeah, yeah. But well, he definitely he, he tweeted he out. Um, he can win. But he, he tweeted out something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, everyone knows the real main event is Lions versus Eagles put us on Sky Sports. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to say anything about that, but it definitely stirred a few, uh, stirred a few discussions yeah. amongst people. I think people would have wanted that, but uh, there's not many games to go by, and they, I think they, they're pretty rigid about the schedule. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's nice to see a bit of variety on the Sky if you are you know, exclusively watching via Sky. But uh, to be honest, the um, the uh, the game day sort of um, whole presentation was quite good. I think the commentary was very good. Uh, they had a nice pre-game segment where they went down all the different players' strengths and how they figured they would match up. I quite enjoyed that. But uh, yeah, um, right from the start, I think London in the first quarter, London sort of took ahead, and Newcastle were they were quite erratic in the way they played. So London, you know, they would get at the floor, make some quick passes, maybe play around with it a bit too much, turn it over, and London would be quickly on the fast break, running the floor, scoring buckets. But uh, you know, they got a bit back, a bit further, a bit more into it towards the end of the first quarter. But the second quarter was really where London pulled ahead, and Eagles they really struggled offensively. Um, I've got a. Give a lot of credit to guys like Tawire, Dirk Williams. Different in the way they played. Tawire, he was um he was making a lot of buckets in in an easier way than Dirk. Dirk was uh he was, he was shooting really well. I mean you, you want a first, fourth, you fourth want a first and basis. Dirk. <laughs> Dirk Williams. Mr. W- Mr. Williams. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Williams. Yeah, yeah. Four for four from three, nine for twelve overall. Very good performance, but uh, I mean, there's lots of guys about the Lions I, I'd want to uh, highlight. DeAndre Liggins, uh, it seems like he he almost he he chooses not to score at times, and and at times he chooses to score. It's quite nice that he's got that kind of control, which I think he he's he's a veteran player, and he know, and he knows his quality, and he knows how um how that can interact with the team and what's needed at certain points, which I think is a, a real you know mark of class if if it were, but um. Ooh. Yeah, he does everything right. You know, he didn't. He wasn't focused on scoring except when he needed to get the easy bucket. But uh, you know, lots of rebounding, uh, eight assists. You know, does all the small things right defensively. Not to see it, to be honest. I'm, I'm, you know, breath of fresh air, really. But uh, I think, apart from those guys, what I really want to highlight is the bench for the uh, the Lions, particularly Ali Odzic, which. Um, you know, I hadn't seen too much of him before this game, but uh, he performed really well off the bench. And uh, the screens he was setting, the rolling he was doing, the uh, the quick post-ups, you know, one, one dribble, go. You know, it kept everything flowing, but he, he scored 14 points, which I think is as much as you, you can ask for from a bench player playing 16 minutes. I was quite pleased with him, to be honest. Uh, from the Newcastle side, it was a bit... Like I said, it was a bit erratic from the start, and they really lost their rhythm and offense uh, in the second quarter. They, I mean, players like Cortez Edwards are fighting the whole way through. You know, fighting to get rebounds. You know, eight rebounds for Cortez Edwards. 
you know, we won't see many guys get on that. Maxwell scored that, quite It's a like few. you always say, he's a, one of the best rebounding guards in the league. I think he is the best rebounding guard in the league. Oh, okay. I don't think there's anyone better than him. Yeah, I was, was going to say, I can't, I can't yeah. name any others. But... <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to bring some out, you know, we'll have a discussion about it. Yeah, Evan Maxwell's 23 points. Um, scored a few threes, but he was a... Uh, he was similar in the way he would. Uh, he was a bit no nonsense, quick post ups. You know, it's nice to see, but uh, I think the rest of the Newcastle Eagles, uh, you know, sorry, blanks, not too good. Um, particularly, I think one of the actual key reasons that the game went the way it did was because of Fluger. I don't want to, you know, put too much shade on him, but uh, both offensively and defensively, he was a he was a non factor. <laughs> And uh, guys like um, Orlando and uh, Tobias were running the floor and, and beating him. And it seemed like he couldn't keep up on offense. He was, you know, forcing it, but not not really getting much to go. Not in terms of shots, but like he had the ball a fairly high concentration at the time, but didn't make anything of it. I think that actually really, you know, made quite an impact on the Eagles. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, offensively and defensively, I, w- I don't want to say let him down, but uh, there was a big, big hole in the team in that front. Right. Yeah, right. I think okay. better things for the Eagles coming. Yeah. So uh, I, d- I do have a question, or maybe a couple of questions. We'll see. So, uh, did the Lions do the uh, the full court press in this one? Did they employ it? Um, they did at times, but um. Not to the great effect, I've got to say. Okay, okay. Wow. So, so this is a uh, obviously now um, quite a uh, I won't say likely, but uh, a very um, possible finals matchup. Did you see anything in this game that sort of uh, maybe one team matches up better against the other team? Uh, maybe a particular strength of one team that sort of uh, is very effective against the other. I think the Lions. Uh, they were much better at getting the uh, their their forwards down the floor because yeah, there's it's all for one you know the team running the floor and pushing a high pace. But if your if your big many forwards can get down the floor quite quickly, it's it, it's much easier to finish at the other end if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's high percentage and you know push puts a lot of pressure on the other team. But I mean, the Lions they facilitated really well. I was, I mean, I'm quite impressed with the way they pass, particularly Liggins. Yeah, he put a lot of praise on DeAndre Liggins. Obviously, former NBA talent. We don't see much of that in the BBL. So yeah, deserved for the Lions. One hundred nine to eighty nine, they take the victory against Newcastle. Moving on, Dan. Uh, we'll start with your Wolves game. Uh, who who did who did they see. face in this one? Um. I can't remember. Rooks. They faced Rooks. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's it's been a, it's been a long long week. It's only Monday. Yeah, they they, they faced the uh, the Rooks. Um, hello. Yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I think of, sometimes I just think I've disconnected. I did, so. Doesn't necessarily mean I was listening, but yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, they played the Rooks. Um. Let me get the score up. They won eighty-three 
77. Um, should have been a comfortable win, but uh, the, the fourth quarter was a bit, uh, a bit of a shock for them. Um, so, start as Boutnet, arguably all-star player, was self-isolating to come in, into contact with someone with COVID. So, uh, yeah, I he wasn't playing. Oh, Is that a new variation? Is that the one that's the bit on the news? <laughs> I've hereby named it COVID. Yeah, but um, having complained so long that the Americans were taking so long to arrive, they're finally here. I can't remember if we've mentioned that. But, yeah, they're here now. Um, so, uh... Impressing me? Well, I think it... Not so much. I mean, they were... I mean, they didn't all get a lot of game time. Like, um, Mikey Parks only got nine minutes. And uh, I think they're being eased into it. Um, it's hard to tell. I also, I also think Rocks had... Well, I know Rocks had a few new players... Um, specifically, Keeling. Please tell me he's new and I've just completely remember, forgotten him. Keeling? Yeah. I believe he is new, yes. Yeah, because I can't remember him and that'd be really awkward if he's, he's been there the whole time. Right? No, yeah, I, I remember it getting announced. You're right. Then. Yeah. So, yeah, both teams with new players. Um, uh, let's see. What else have I got here? Okay. Um, Keeling. Played well, obviously on his debut. Um, he won eight for thirteen. I don't think it was. Yeah, got twenty points. No, I don't think it was. It was his, it might have been his debut. No, I'm trying to I figure out if it was his debut. I think there was uh, a game the Rocks played the day before. Is it? I know it was the day after. So no, this so maybe, is the game the day before. I'm trying to. I'm interested. Carry on, Dan. I'm going to try and figure out if he played against the Phoenix. I thought you were saying no. He didn't play well. Like <laughs> okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> So he, went eight, he went 8 for 11 from the two-point line, even though there's no line. And they weren't even easy twos either. They were like long long twos, almost threes in contested twos. So um, he was a breath of fresh air. Um, Issa Brandon also played well. What, <laughs> I want to talk about Bundin as well. Um, I think he's passed it. Really? <laughs> I certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, I want to talk about this guy just so I can right, say I that he's retired. <laughs> no, no. I looked yeah. him up. I looked him up. He runs the athletes quite well normally. I wanted to see how old he was. All I could find was that he won a trophy with the Rocks in 2003, and that was 17 years ago. So, um, is this the same I, guy? <laughs> Johnny Bunyan? I haven't, I haven't thought of that, guy? but I'm pretty sure it was the same guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I it's Johnny hmm. Bunyan. Well, so well, I see that. Yeah, so he, he only got three points and he played for 25 minutes. And um, he only got... Considering he's 28, I think this is unlikely. Oh, flip, sorry. Wrong person. <laughs> got the wrong guy. <laughs> he's, still, <laughs> he's still past it, though. <laughs> he got three uh, no, 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 no. I, I found the, the, the answer. You're talking about his brother, Keith Bunyan. Oh, really? Keith yeah, so, Bunyan. so the Scottish Rocks, as they were known back then, they Scottish won the playoffs in 2003. Yeah. Well, that was something I didn't know before. I was quite surprised when you said that. That explains it all, doesn't it? Well, I think he's um he's uh, living in his shadow a bit here, unfortunately. I, I just um, don't think he's been playing very well this season. But, um, yeah, he didn't get any assists. He got three points. 
Another player that played badly was Kwedi, um, who got five fouls. He fouled out, um, and he was making those unnecessary fouls, offensive fouls that, you know, you could tell G. Murray wasn't telling him to make those fouls. They were very much bad fouls. Um, I also wasn't a fan of his decision-making, um, having had a few open threes and choosing the wrong play. Not a fan. I got eight points there, so that's not awful. Um, all right, moving on to the Wolves players. Um, NBA, there's a bit of uncertainty over whether or not he's leaving. Apparently, this guy's... Is it? I table. thought he was, it was pretty certain he was leaving. Or my, well, is there, are there rumours of a renegotiation? Well, um, Matt Newby, in his interview, was a bit... I mean, I didn't watch it before... <laughs> Probably should have watched that, actually. Of course you're, not. You're completely speculating what he may or may not have said. <laughs> 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 I just realised, yeah. The people were saying that they were now uncertain whether or not he's leaving. So, it didn't even well, occur to you. I guess that makes sense. It's not the best situation yeah. for leaving with no job. No. The only but I can tell you that his contract, his contract is up. And I think today he tweeted something on, along the lines of, uh, I'm stuck in my house, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. Which I assume means he hasn't got a team at the moment. Please sum me up. But I, I think the problem is... And it's... <laughs> oh, he's still you up? <laughs> Sorry, why are you getting signed up? <laughs> that was my impression of NBA. Okay, 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 fine. Did you not tell? No, Did I can tell. tell. <laughs> Right, let's move on from that. Anyway, I don't think Wolves would be able to afford his contract, especially with all the new Americans in. Yeah. So I think that's the Yeah, problem. I think that's why he was there, wasn't it? Yeah, just as a backup. But now that he's leaving, I think Mr. M. Parks is going to have a big shoes to fill. <laughs> Although, Actually. he's a big man, as um, as a commentator. So he probably has big feet, yeah. yeah he has he got, his... he's got big enough feet to fill these shoes. Well, he's got he's got his own postcode, as was commented. Oh, I like <laughs> so, that. I really like that. Explain he's this. got his own postcode. <laughs> is, yeah. Sorry, is Mike Parks a place in Earth? Yeah, Google, Google Earth it right now. There must so be. There has to be a Mike Parks. So if I search Mike Parks into uh, Google, place. okay, it actually does bring up Worcester Wolves. But uh, if I look at into Google Maps, shout out to Google. I get. Shout out to Google. Uh, Sponsor us, please. Okay, not gonna lie. Google, you've let me down here. It's giving me Westminster vibe. Right, right. right, well, James. More more research. Oh no, sorry. Mike Parks, estate agent in North Carolina. I've done it. So it does have its own. I think they call it zip code over there. Is that a zip code? Now do do Nathan Ramsdale Owen. I think that might be a bit more tough. But anyway, Dan. Go on, Ra- um, go on. Okay, uh, so Wolves were 16 points ahead at one point in the last quarter, and then Giants, no, yeah, wait, no, Rocks, Rocks tore it back down to three at one point, I think. So a bit concerning for Wolves, they have a young team, um, so lacking a bit of composure, I think, from time to time, but that's to be expected. Um, I am excited now, again. I think <clears> Wolves can go ahead and... Um, Win the World Cup. So that is all I have to say. Thank you. Didn't you make the same joke last time? 
No, did I? He said the World Cup joke. Did I? <laughs> he said they couldn't can win the out. World Cup. Dan, you're a fraud. We're <laughs> on to you. Yes, I'm 100% oh, sure. Oh, anyway, is... Dan. My, my, the, um, the, what's it called? Thingy. Is, my tape recorder's broken. Is you're a broken record, record, is that what you said? Broken record, that's what I meant. You see, okay, I think we need to move on from this game and, and specifically from Dan talking. Okay, well, we will, we will move on from this game. I know Dan doesn't really have anything to say about it, but I will point out that the Rocks went 1 for 11 on 3 this game, which I think is, is definitely one of the worst performances this year. Um, no one's, no one's yeah. made zero threes in a game yet, I don't think. Unless it happened this weekend, because I haven't, I haven't updated my spreadsheet yet. But... Um, this was probably one of the worst. So, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Okay. Moving on to a game that I watched. This was on Sky Sports. This was the early one on Friday, I believe. And it was a, it was a pretty good game, actually. Uh, Cheshire Phoenix versus Manchester Giants. Uh, Giants win this one 84-74. to 74. Uh, This was played in Worcester, which, is, which was interesting. Wait, I was, really? Was interesting. Wait, really? Yeah. So, they play... I think they play the... All the Sky Sports games either happen at like a, a neutral venue or um, uh, yeah, the, a venue that can hold the, the stuff. Yeah, Worcester yes. Arena is quite modern, isn't it? Yeah, so. it was weird seeing all the Worcester the Wolves decals everywhere. But anyway, um, so this game uh, was a uh, it was an interesting flow of things. Uh, Giants really sort of um, uh, punished the Phoenix in the first quarter, going up twenty-seven to thirteen. But uh, Phoenix came back. In the second, um, in fact, interesting stat for you. They didn't make their first three until the last minute of the second quarter. So, interesting little fact for you there. Um, that is, that is quite late. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then sort of it was pretty even in the third quarter. Um, kind of just like a, you know, going on little like five and zero runs, and then the other team would go on a run and bring it right back. Um, but the Giants eventually pulled away. In the fourth quarter, eventually just had too much for the Phoenix, and they pick up this one. Uh, a couple of things I noticed from this game. First of all, um, th- I think something I got from the Phoenix was that uh, they looked a lot better when they played like uh, fast and just in transition, just getting the ball up quickly and just running at the rim, um, as opposed to uh, you know taking the ball up and playing half court. Uh, and just trying to set up a play. Like a, at one point, it even looked like a, the players didn't even know what play they were running. They were trying to gesture with their hands, and it eventually uh, resulted in a turnover. Not the best look for them. But um, when they did get into half court and they weren't playing fast in transition, their best play it just seemed to be was to just throw it in the post to Jimbo Lull because he is, uh, and I'm going to say this, uh, definitely one of the best centers in the league. That Banner, whoa, I know that you whoa, had some whoa. reservations about this, but. In my mind, he's up there. Uh, just sort I, of. The, I think I'd agree, but he's the post moves. A lot of it is due to his size, isn't it? Well, I don't know. He was going up against uh, Breon Brady in this one, uh, who's obviously very tall, and uh, also uh, Lyle Hexham, another very tall person. And uh, you know, there were times where it just looked like they couldn't do do anything to stop him. You know, uh, you know getting it just they would literally the Phoenix their best play just seemed to, you know, um, have him. Uh, be in the post, throw at him, and then just everybody get out of the way so that he can, uh, you know, fake. And there was one, there was one move where it looked like he was trying going to get travel, and then he just sort of, you know, uh, did some wizardry and then 
put the ball up off the glass. He was um, very fun to watch in this one. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't he didn't do enough to get uh, get his team the win, but he did pick up a respectable twenty three points and also twelve rebounds. Another player that I thought uh, was very good on the Phoenix in terms of um, setting up his teammates and also uh, having some great hustle plays throughout the game. Karan Ross. Uh, yeah, I don't think he had many steals in this game. Maybe he did. Oh, he did. Yeah, okay. He had five steals. <laughs> yeah, which is actually quite a lot. I thought it was going to be one of those steals. games where where you feel like they do a lot. They have a lot of steals and a lot of turnovers, but they don't uh, show up in the the um the box score with many. But he did actually. So nice to see it's my. Yeah, nice to see my conclusions are actually you know correct. Um, but yeah, he was uh, sort of all over the place in this one, just setting up teammates. Um, taking the ball to the rim. Uh, yeah, great performance from Karan Ross. He had uh, ended with 13 points and 13 assists. Nice double double for him. Uh, yeah, the rest of the rest of the Phoenix roster was just kind of there. Uh, no one really impressed me that much. Um, on the Giants side, I thought Breon Brady was excellent in this one. Um, 17 rebounds is just. It's becoming typical from this man. He's putting up mm. monster rebound numbers. It seems league, like league leader. League leader. League leader. Um, not and by a wide margin as well. Um, he also put up 18 points in this one. And uh, even though he only had one block, he was playing some solid defense at points. Um, Jimbo Lol, I think, had the better of him at some points. But uh, whenever it was anyone else, he was, uh, you know, um, getting in the paint and affecting shots, if not uh, blocking them or even stopping the shots in the first place. So, um he really impressed me. Uh, yeah, and also Lar Hexham, obviously another great uh, player for the Giants. Um, it's a bit odd of them to have sort of Hexham and Brady uh, on the floor at the same time, I think. I think it sort of um, exposes them a lot in terms of sort of uh, when they had both of those on the floor at the same time. That was when the Phoenix were really able to sort of get out and transition fast and just mm. uh, take the easy bucket because... They had, you know, two lumbering, uh, well, not not exactly lumbering, obviously, they're much more athletic than I am, but two uh, relatively um, sort of slow uh, big men who didn't really have, um, you know, much ability to really stop the fast break. Uh, and then also so, Jordan Whelan start for me. In, oh, hello? Yes? If you were a coach, would you, would you switch that up? Would you split that, the minutes they were playing? Uh, I don't think it's too much of an issue. Um I think it's quite hard because Brady and Hexham are two of your probably your two biggest players, or not 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 biggest in the literal sense, but um, your two best players at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, but uh, maybe something to consider if that's a that's a, a problem that develops more. Um, Whelan, I thought had a fairly quiet but really uh, impactful game. Um, you know, he's just one of those people who can, although he's like he's not uh, physically big. But he just gets to the rim and seems to score it every single time, uh, if not draw the foul. So uh, impressed by him. Wandier as well had a solid game, 17 points, uh, also five rebounds. And then David Ulf, the real uh, the real sort of catalyst in this game, I thought, um, is getting close towards the end there, kind of tied up at the end of the third quarter. And then David Ulf came in and hit some, hit some big shots, only nine points. But every single one of those nine points um, mattered greatly. Uh, you know, there was, uh, it just seemed like a, he was always in the right place at the right time. There was one play where it was like a pretty lucky ricochet that came back to him and he was just there to put it home. 
Um, but yeah, really, really impactful, even though uh, maybe his stat line didn't show for it. Uh, and a great win for the Giants. Unfortunately, um, they're not able to take on the Lions tomorrow in what would have been quite an anticipated matchup. But at least they have this to hang on to hang their hat on um, until I guess they're able to um, come back to normal basketball. Right. So that is the games that we watched. Just gonna do a oh, quick roundup. Yes, Dan. Remember the half of the. Um... I thought you said you didn't have much to say. Okay. Okay. Yes. Explain. So explain the situation first. <laughs> Basically, I watched a game. I forgot what it was. Plymouth versus someone. Uh, did you have a big impression? <laughs> Plymouth versus Leicester. Wait, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, Plymouth versus Leicester. Um, I was so excited for this. You know, I was excited to see, you know, Ashley Hamilton in action. And, um, yeah, so the first quarter, all was fine. And then in the second quarter, the, the commentators just left. They just went. Well, they didn't just leave. They didn't just say we've had enough to then leave. They just, they just, they just cut out. Um, so, DBO, you know, I want, I'm not paying. <laughs> not, I'm not. You're not paying at all. <laughs> Benji's Maybe not paying. The reason. Those guys weren't getting paid. And they, were, ben... they just decided, you know, I'm out of here. Benji's not paying for me to watch for, for the um, commentators to go. So yeah, first quarter. So I watched the even first the, two quarters. Even though, play, even though we make millions of pounds weekly, Benji still doesn't pay us. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll pay you as soon as I get paid. So yeah. it appears that the... Um, hmm, it, it does seem that there are a lot of issues with BBL player. I think with the, uh, yeah, the Riders, um, Riders-Raiders game, so, uh, yeah, there was a lot of uh, BBL player slander. Oh, look at this tweet. Hi, got BBL players at Xmas present. Wish I could send it back. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that is a mic drop from um, it's, it's very inconsistent. It's very inconsistent, yeah. BBL player. <laughs> when, you're paying, when you're paying £20 a month for a service that in reality doesn't offer £20 worth of value, um, you expect it to at least work. So, uh, yeah, no, it hasn't been a great start for BBL player, has it? I can't get over that. Wish I could send it back. <laughs> Dan, you ought to get on BBL Twitter. I think they need someone like you. Oh, they oh. But you can give BBL Twitter. Uh, sometime uh, b- between, I think it was in the last week, I uh, posted a uh, graph showing all of the team's pace factor. Which Where can took they find this? More time. Where can they find they this? They can find it on Twitter at BBL Nation One. It took me more time than I'd like to admit because I had to manually enter all of the team's uh, offensive rebounds, which was a fun Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> I think Benji yeah, does yeah. for for the BBL. We appreciate. Well, no, I do. I do it for fun, but I also do it for the BBL. So you know, go check that out if that's something you're interested in. It's not for most people, but if you're interested in that stuff, check it out. Anyway, moving on, we got more news. Well, we, we got something. I haven't mentioned my points yet. Oh yeah, I forgot what you were talking about. My, my 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 two points I need to mention from this game. I mean, I mean, I was just going to say um, eBay wasn't playing, um, and they very much yeah, Prince dot com. Uh, he's not king yet. He won't be king till he gets MVP. But yeah, he he wasn't playing, and um, Will Neighbor only played for seven minutes, but he kind of had to uh, fill in a bit when he was playing and ask. See Hamilton as well. No, Cherry Ubia, sorry. Yeah, they'd fill in for him. We weren't able to let's do because of it. Um and 
yeah, that was a, I think they were missing him a lot. And also, um, Marcel, uh, for the Raiders. <laughs> Sorry, I just went Marcel when I didn't remember his team, but I believe it was his debut. Um, oh, yeah, it was because the commentator said it was. Um, and we got off to a good start, completely airballed a three, completely open. After that, played very well. Got um, how many points? Can't find it. 26, 26 points, seven rebounds. 26. Yeah, played well. That was good for the Raiders. Um, and yeah, I didn't pay much attention to the second quarter because I know it sounds bad, but. I do kind of need the commentators to uh, tell me who's on the ball because uh, <laughs> if if I don't have them, then I, then I have to see the shirt numbers, then think who it is, and then by the time that's happened, they've already passed the ball. So Dan's very bad with faces. If you didn't know, it's not good at telling people apart. It's, it's, it's their fault for looking the same. Everyone looks the same. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Anyway, I don't I don't blame you, Dan. It didn't seem like many people really caught this game, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, all you need to know is the Raiders won. Pretty much expected outcome. I mean, Raiders really haven't had that great performance I think we've been expecting from them against one of the top three teams. Um, I think sort of early on into the season, we were thinking, oh, maybe the Raiders can sort of sneak, sneak into that upper, upper echelon, but haven't quite oh, well, seen there. that yet. Yeah, I mean, they haven't been... Um, who did you say was out for this game, Dan? eBay.com. eBay, yeah. On there. Well, he's not one of the best players, but definitely an important player what? that they're missing. I think he is the best player. They were missing his long... Do you really? <laughs> no, I do. They were missing his great deal. On the defensive end. I think, <laughs> I think, if I'm right, you think he's leading the league at blocks. Oh, yes. Sorry. I neglected him. Well, we're talking about all this stat stuff. We'll get to it. We'll get to it in a short while. Um, First of all... Oh, no, there's one more game we've got to do. I just want to move on. <laughs> well, I'll just recap this one quickly. Uh, Lions beat the Rocks 91-74. Does anyone care about this game? Sorry, Lions and Rocks fans. Yeah, well, I mean, no. Well, wait, the thing um, is, who would have, who would have predicted Rocks? Wait, I was going to watch this one. But again, the reason I didn't was because it was like at 10 FPS. <laughs> so I, I was watching the first quarter. I'll play horror stories. I, I, didn't, I didn't check the, um, the other quarters. But like, so like all of the first quarters at like 10 FPS. Yeah, unfortunate. Next season, I think we'll just get Sky. That's what Benji opted for. It's a lot. It's a lot more expensive, but it's very honestly. I have nothing bad to say about the VBL on Sky coverage. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, so yeah, keep doing keep doing the good work on Sky. Maybe we could get VBL player up to a similar standard soon. Uh, yeah, but yeah. with the Lions Rocks game, um, I think we all expected the Lions to walk away with this one with the W, um, and then. Not really any big standout performances. Dirk Williams having a good game, 17 points. Typical from him, really, though. Uh, Rockside, um, Issa Brown are putting up 20 points uh, in a losing effort, which is uh, pretty nice for him. Other than that, not much to not much to shout about, really. So that is all the games from the past weekend. Uh, we're going to now get into... Um, we'll, do, we'll do the stats leaders, I think we will. The league so, leaders. The league leaders. Uh, we're going to do this. We're going to check in on who the leaders are in each stat category, and uh, yeah, just go through them. So first of all, the big one: points per game. Up first 
take, the lead. If you're, listening, if you're listening, take a guess, first of all. I guess we'll give you a second. Now you're taking a guess. Okay, they're taking a guess. Um, the is. correct answer was Jimbo Lull. Surprising? Is it? Yes, it is. I'm on, oh, the... on Dan. You're on the cup. <laughs> I'm on the cup. Oh, it's almost oh, as if me and it's almost if made the same mistake earlier, and I corrected you it. Might... You wouldn't catch you me. Weren't listening. <laughs> I don't listen. I was like, wait, why is no one talking about Hexen? He's he's having a blinder. Uh, well, we're we're gonna we're gonna be talking about the championship because I think that's the um. We'll just keep it to championship, keep it simple. But Jimbo Lull, 20.4 points per game. Obviously, I'm not surprised by this. Are you guys? Somewhat. Yes. I mean, to be at the very top of the league over some very talented people, I'm surprised. But, you know, he's been playing well of late, I guess. Yeah. Do you think it's more of a function um, of um, he's the best player on a, a lacklustre Phoenix roster who doesn't really have a lot of other yeah. scoring talent? I mean, I, w- I, would, I would say Karan Ross is probably the best player. But um, yeah, yeah. Jimbo Lowell, he's he's very consistent. He plays a lot of minutes, and uh, he he's he's hard to deal with because he's got a lot of size and he's strong inside and he rebounds quite well, mm-hmm. offensively as well. But um, yeah, he's hard to deal with, which I think makes him consistent night after night. So uh, yeah, I mean may, maybe it'll continue. Twenty points per, per game, I'd be quite happy with that if I were him over the whole season. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. We've also got in the top five. Hemsley for the Sharks, 20.3 points per game. Dirk Williams, we're going to be talking about him later, 20.3 points per game, respectable joint second. Ashley Hamilton, 19.6 points per game. And also Gordon, uh, what's his first name? Justin. Jordan. Justin, Justin. I didn't want to get it wrong. Jordan Gordon. Jordan Gordon. Jordan Gordon. Jordan Gordon. Jordan This is top banter. <laughs> That's your top five scorers for the championship. We're going on to average assists. Of course, the top is my boy, my MVP pick, Ramon Fletcher with 8.6 assists per game. Just uh, demolishing the rest of the pack, really. 1.5 points. 1.5 assists. I mean, is anyone, is anyone surprised by this? Yeah. No, he is the best passer in the league, isn't he? No, he's, he's the best in the league. Don't think there's much to say about him. I've been it. surrounded. Dan, shut up. <laughs> You're right, he has passed the ball <laughs> <laughs> very well this season. <laughs> Touche. Anyway, yeah, I think um, being the best person in the league and being surrounded by some of the best scorers in the league can't hurt, can it? Mm. Rounding out the top five, Liggins, 7.1 assists per game, just showing that you can do everything, really. Um, Karan Ross, also 6.9 assists per game, very nice. Lockett, 6.3. And uh, McCall also for the Phoenix six assists per game. Moving on, average total rebounds, and we've got a real domination in this character by a Breon Brady. It really mm-hmm. is the Brady show out there in Manchester in terms of rebounds. Twelve point three, he's pulling down a game that is very impressive. Yes, he is yes. my favorite. I mean, he's my. Go on. I was going to say just what what can you say about rebounds? Like he's tall and he <laughs> grabs the ball when it comes got, to him. He's got big arms. He has yeah, got no, that, very that long is an effect. His arms are longer than some of the other you know centers of his size. Width, width wise and length wise. Do you get me? Great analysis. <laughs> Welcome to the Viva Nation where you get top tier scientific and <laughs> lengthwise and <laughs> what did you say? Lengthwise and. 
with white. I, I was just saying he's got, like, he's got like big biceps. Yeah, yeah. He has very strong, very strong man. Very important uh, basketball five. muscle. Yeah. Yeah, the, the thigh. <laughs> um, also, Evan Maxwell, 9.4 rebounds per game. Also, Will Lee. Will Lee. Will Liam Lee. 9.4 rebounds per game for the Riders. Jimbo Lull, pulling down 9.3 for the Phoenix. And uh, NBA, who's obviously uh, now unemployed. Well, I say unemployed, but I think he did it. But he, uh, before he left, was pulling down 8.7 rebounds per game. Uh, defensive rebounds is a similar story. I don't think we need to really go through yeah. that one. Offensive rebounds, worth a mention that Brian Brady is taking down 4.4 offensive rebounds per game, which is a lot. I don't need to tell you that. Um, and then we move on to average blocks. We've got the the people's champion, Prince Bay. <laughs> That's what... Uh, is he the podcast favourite? I think he's got to be the podcast favourite. He's, he's, he's got to be up there. Yeah. Well, he's he's getting two point four blocks per game, which is a whole block more than anyone else's, which is very surprising when he's only pulling down two point four. Um, second is Maxwell, who seems to be showing up on a lot of these. NBA also pulling down one point two. Maxwell pulling down one point four, and then Okoro and Hexham and Will Lee um, all on one block per game. Moving on, average steals. Hemsley leading the way. Um, you'll remember he was also at the, near the top of the points per game chart. So. Having a great season so far, so far, sort of flying under the radar. I assume that's just because he's playing for the Sharks, and um, Sharks don't really get too much media attention. But he is taking down, uh, taking two point seven steals per game. Uh, Liggins, you know, doing it all two point six. Uh, Quarters Edwards two point three. Same with Caron Ross and also Issa Brandon. Average personal fouls is a bit weird. I'm not going to talk about that one. <laughs> fouls on also. Gino Crandall's getting 5.6 fouls on a game. That's pretty good. That is good. Normally that was um that that was locked down for um my mind has gone completely blank. Yeah, a really good, nice time. <laughs> What's the uh, no Plymouth Raiders guard from last year from the few years from the previous few years. Oh, uh, for me to test here. No, I'm not. Oh, no, that's not him. Um, not Wilson. Plymouth no, Raiders guard. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll just yeah, have a look at that. Ginger hair, he had tattoos halfway off his arm. Oh, uh, what's his name? I want to say Bunyan, but it's not. <laughs> oh, he had the horrible sleeve. What's his name? <laughs> I can't believe this. This is, this is the most exciting part of the podcast. This is tragic podcasting. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. This one of my favorites. I can't remember. I can't remember his name. Right, we'll be right back when we've had his name. Unless Benji can't be bothered to cut. This we'll just, out. we'll just, we'll just continue. We'll just continue, and then uh, right, if, if we, if we find could, his name, Josh Wiltshire. Uh, he used to, he used okay. to absolutely lock down average fouls on. That's right. Yeah, Jeff Wiltshire. All right. Well, Sorry, I, I, I didn't mean that for that to be such a long affair. <laughs> I just completely forgot his name. <laughs> I'll just cut the bit out so it looks like you... Oh, wait, no, now that you referenced it, I can't cut it out. I was going to cut out to where you... Just kidding, just kidding. That didn't actually happen. (laughs) All right, field goals made, kind of a redundant category. We'll move past that. Field goal percentage, maybe worth looking at. Tawaya. Definitely. uh, Or Tawaya. I don't know how to pronounce it. Tawaya. okay. 67.6% field goal percentage. Uh, Very nice. Also, Will Lee, just... uh, 
crowd in the stats uh, stats leaders categories. Uh, Bennett Cook, who we haven't seen much of, actually. I don't remember seeing a lot of Bennett Cook this season. Um, he's Cook there, now? 66. Yeah, no, it's not yeah, Cook. Cook. It is Cook. No, it's Cook, isn't it? No, it is. I think it's a, a mi- like if you mix the two, it's like Cook. Cook. Right, Cook. We'll so it's a weird, it's a weird pronunciation. I'm calling, <laughs> him, I'm calling, I'm calling him Cook from now on. Follow, did you just say follow our Instagram? We're going to put a poll on Instagram. I think, we should, I oh, think that's we'll the only poll. option. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, I've accidentally gone over to 2019. Oh, I've gone over to 2019. How do I get back? Oh, here we go. Okay. Never go back. And then also, uh, the big the big stat, the one I, we wanted to do this category, Dirk Williams. 34 three-pointers made. Next is his teammate, Justin Robinson, with only 16 uh, this is an absolute domination of this category. That is a, that's special. And then also, if you look at the three-point percentage, he's shooting them at a rate of 53%. That is crazy. It, it, he's made 34 out of, like, what? Less than, like, 64? 34 out of 60. That's crazy on three-pointers as well. And uh, in these stats, you also get to see how just how well the Lions are really shooting the three-pointer. I mean, if you'll if you'll follow us at Bieber Nation one on Twitter, you will have seen that um, Giants shoot a high percent, a higher proportion of threes than any other team by quite a long way. But uh, Justin Robinson, obviously, in second place on that three points made list. And then if you go to the three point percentage list, it's just all Lions. Andre Lockhart, seventy five percent. Walker, fifty three point eight percent. Williams, fifty three point one percent. Robinson, fifty percent. It's just a real domination at the moment by the Lions. I, I actually hadn't realised the extent of that because that is actually quite quite insane, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, I hate the Lions. Very... Do you hate the Lions? <laughs> Bring yeah, back man. the Royals. The yeah, Snails. The Snails. <laughs> right, I think that's probably the last one we want to look at. Three, three, three yeah, percentages, kind of. Three, three, three percentage? No. Oh no, I guess. Nah. It's hard. It's on the BBL on the BBL stats. It's hard to determine what what are the kind of outliers from low sample size and what aren't. So yeah. Yeah. There's. Oh, yeah. So, move on to our final uh, thing on the agenda. We might do a how, why would you say that or something like that. But we're going to look at the league table. Well, actually, what we should do first is preview the BBL Cup semi-final, which we will be doing a special episode on sometime later this week. So keep your eyes open for that. It'll be a mini episode, um, or maybe not. Maybe we'll do something. Uh, we'll do something else. Maybe we. Maybe I'll bring back the um, guess the BBL players thing. <laughs> That uh, Dan uh, succeeded uh, at last time. To popular demand. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Everyone loves it. <laughs> I'm sure they love it. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, quite, I quite enjoyed making that, to be honest. I think we should uh, switch yeah. it up. You think we so? Should... I'm doing it for you, you want this to do time. It, okay. Oh, and then me and Ban have to compete. Me and Ban have to compete. Oh, I yeah. Like that. We'll do Just, that. So keep an eye out for that later in the week. But first of all, tomorrow we have the Riders versus the Eagles. To get to Cup Final against the Lions. Now, something interesting I want to point out. Do you guys remember our picks at the start of the year for Cup winners? I certainly remember. No, no. <laughs> well, no, I... well, I can tell you that our three picks, Lions, Lions, Riders, and Eagles, are the three teams left in the oh. competition. It's anyone's game. Banner has got probably the best pick. He's already in the final with the Lions. Dan, you've got the I Riders. <laughs> No, I <laughs> <laughs> Cross it. You might have passed down. Cross it the worst. 
It's not the worst. Not the worst. The one I would predict last to win out of Eagles, Lions, and Riders. And those Riders are dangerous. But realistically, who, the Riders are dangerous. But who do who do you guys see walking away with the with the Cup final trophy after all is said and done? I can't see anyone other than Lions. I'm sure you two really? agree with me. Well, I could think be oh, I'm not any of the three. I don't think it could be I any think of the three. Most, I think it's most likely to be Eagles. I think. I think they match up well against the Lions. Um, even though the last game wasn't too good of a example of that, they match up well against the Lions in the in the past. Um, I think they're also better than the Riders, just from a pure talent perspective. Yeah, I think Lions. And also, Lions could beat any of them on a uh, on a good day, but it depends if that happens. Yeah. Another thing you got to consider is that the um, after the BBL Cup final, I believe the Lions have to go off and play um, Euro games. I'm not sure we'll, well, if they'll get to be able to do that, but uh, assuming that goes ahead, maybe they try and you know uh, rotate the team a little bit for this BBL Cup final in order to save some of their players for the uh, for the Europe games. So it'd be something to take into consideration there. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so. I think, even though I have picked the Eagles, I think it can go uh, any of the three ways. I think each team has got a really good chance of winning it, which is what we love to see. We love to see um, parity, is I believe the word. And then finally, to finish this very long episode of the podcast, I believe we're approaching the hour mark on this oh. one. Oh, mythical. We're going we're gonna to take a look at the league table. Are we going to go from the bottom to the top or from the top to the bottom? Bottom to top. Bottom to top, okay. Probably. On the Probably. bottom of the table. Uh, dead last and by a long way, it's the Rocks. They're currently sitting at uh, the record of with a record of one and seven. Wait, you could say they're rock bottom. Rock bottom. I should have. Why didn't I think of that person? <laughs> That'll be entirely up to Yeah. Oh, okay. I call it. I'll call it. No, but I don't want to be too negative, so I call it rock bottom as a solid foundation. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's good. No, no, you're peasing. We so, want to be uh, controversial. <laughs> Dan, what do you say? What do you say earlier? All that players. Oh, he said a Bunyan's pass. No, he called Bunyan and Fletcher past it. But particularly yeah. Bunyan, he told me to retire. And Fletcher. Yeah. He is. Look at his hairline. No prisoners. It's not. He's <laughs> he brought out the hairline. Dash is cold. Anyway, fi- moving on to the league table. Rocks at bottom, one and seven. You've got the Scorchers in. Uh, Second to last in tenth place, but they've only played four games, so they are they're a record of one and three, so maybe not as bad as it may seem. Scorchers fans don't get, don't start rioting, don't start you know breaking down windows. It's not all hope is not lost. Phoenix, next up two and five, and you've got the Wolves at two and four, Raiders at three and five, and then you start to get into the positive, uh, positive win rates. You've got the Flyers at three and three. Giants four and three taking a fifth position. The Sharks at fourth. Quite interesting to see them there. They have had a pretty solid season so far at four and two. Riders at four and one. They're uh, continuing their very good start to the season, even even though they've only played five games. So I expect them to climb a little bit higher maybe in future. Eagles at five and two, and then the Lions really turning it on during the uh, the championship. They're seven and one at the moment, and they sit comfortably atop the BBL standings. Uh, on what is this? Can't complain much about seven and one. No, I don't think you can at all, to be honest. Unless, so unless about the one. 
Oh well, I mean, when you're seven and one, I think you can. Uh, I think you can be happy about that. But that's it. That is the podcast. We've discussed everything that we wanted to discuss. Um, it's taken a while, but we got there in the end. <laughs> We're treating uh, you today. Yeah. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at PBLNation Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at PBLNation1. Uh, email us if you'd like to email us at PBLNation. Uh, oh, I can't remember. Don't, don't email us. No, don't email. You know what? Don't, yeah, don't. do it. <laughs> and uh, also, one final thing I'd like to say. Um, Unfortunately, over the Christmas and New Year period, uh, very sad news that uh, Daniel Dumoulay, a.k.a. MF Doom, sadly passed away. So, uh, remember all caps, and uh, we will see you next time. You see it. So nasty that it's probably somewhat of a travesty having me. Then he told the people you can call me your majesty. Keep your battery charged. He know it won't stick, yo. And it's not his fault you kick slow. Should've let your trick hold, chick hold your sick glow. Plus nobody couldn't do nothing once he let the brick go. And you know I know that's a bunch of snow. The beat is so butter. Keep the slow cutter as he uttered a calm flow. Don't talk about my mom, yo. Sometimes he rhyme quick, sometimes he rhyme slow, or vice versa. Whip up a slice of nice verse. Pie, hit it on the first try, villain. The worst guy, spot hot tracks like spot a pair of fat asses. Shots of the scotch from out the square shot glasses. And he won't stop till he got the masses. And show him what they know not through flows of hot molasses. Do it like the robot to headspin to boogaloo. Took a few minutes to convince the average boogaloo. It's ugly, like look at you, it's a damn shame. Just remember all caps when you spell the man name.